Hello, I'm Dr. Kylie Fisher. Welcome to Heavenly Harmonies. Imagine if someone told you you could live forever in a perfect world with no pain, sorrow, or death. Not only that, but this world was filled with people who loved one another and lived in perfect peace and harmony. And even more amazing, there was one who was willing to give his life so that you could enjoy this amazing happiness. Wouldn't this just seem too good to be true? Yet, this is exactly what we find is promised to us in God's Word, the Bible. So let's explore the scriptural message of our hymn for today, I Love to Tell the Story, and see how this can draw us nearer to the heart of God. One sixteen and 17 says, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed. The gospel reveals to us the character of God, and we have been exploring in our programs how the gospel, the story of God's plan to save people, planet and the universe from sin is the theme of the Bible. And we're going to dig more deeply into the story of the gospel and really the background behind the gospel in our hymn for today. And that is the beautiful song, I Love to Tell the Story. So let's begin with the first verse. I love to tell the story of unseen things above, of Jesus and his glory, of Jesus and his love. And let's just pause there, even though that's only partway through the first verse. Let's just pause there because this idea of Jesus and his love is so important. It's so central to the gospel, to our understanding of the Bible and to our understanding of God, because love is really, more than any other word, the word that describes God. And we find this in many places in the Bible, but perhaps most plainly stated in 1 John chapter 4. And there's actually two places in 1 John 4 where this is stated. 1 John 4 verse 8 says, He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. God is love. And those three words are repeated in verse 16 of that chapter. And so we see that God is love. And 1 Corinthians chapter 13 has a beautiful description of love. And we see from that that it's self-sacrificing love. That is the love of God. Another very famous verse, probably the most famous verse in the Bible is John 3.16. This verse also talks about the love of God. John 3.16 says, God so loved the world that he 
gave. And I think this is very, very appropriate because the self-sacrificing love of God is what leads him to be constantly giving. Giving is also central to God's nature. And his love has been expressed in every one of his creative acts. The Bible, as we have said in earlier programs, shows that God is the creator of all things and his every creative act of God is an expression of his infinite love, his infinite desire to give and to create beings that could um, appreciate his love and that could receive his love and return his love through their own free choice. And... The idea of free choice is also a really, really critical aspect of God's giving nature. So perhaps the most amazing gift that God has given to us is the gift of free choice that enables us to, I guess, um, grow and develop morally. And so this is a a gift that he has given to human beings and he also has given this gift to angels. But sadly, we find in the Bible that there was one being who abused this, this amazing gift that God had given. So let's read a little bit about this. I've spoken about it in previous uh, episodes but we haven't really looked at the actual specific Bible verses about it. So let's have a little bit of a look at these because it really, this really gives us the background to understanding in a much deeper way why Christ came to earth and the whole plan of salvation, the whole theme of the Bible. This really forms the background to it. And so Ezekiel chapter 28 And beginning at verse 12 and going through really to verse 19, describes a very sad story, the story of the highest of the angels that God had created. We understand from Isaiah chapter 14, which we'll look at shortly, that this angel's name was Lucifer. Originally, he was the light bearer. He was one that stood closest to God's throne. So Ezekiel chapter 28 Verse 12 describes Lucifer when he was created. And it says in the middle of the verse there, Thus saith the Lord God, thou sealest up the sum, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. Thou art the anointed cherub that covereth, and I have set thee so. That's in verse 14. So Lucifer was an exceedingly beautiful and bright angel. He was the covering cherub. He was the one that was closest to God's throne. And he was created perfect. It says in Ezekiel chapter 28 and verse 15, Thou wast perfect in thy ways from the day that thou wast created. So God, some people say, you know, why did God create? sin? Why did God create a devil? Well, that's not what the Bible says. The Bible shows us that God created a perfect and beautiful angel who chose of his own free will to rebel against God. And that's the very sad part of the second verse of Ezekiel twenty-eight fifteen, which says, well, just to read from the beginning of the verse, Thou wast perfect in thy ways from the day that thou wast created till iniquity was found in thee. And so we might wonder, well, how did this, where did these thoughts arise from? 
Verse 17 tells us the answer. It, verse 17 of Ezekiel 28 says, Thine heart was lifted up because of thy beauty. Thou hast corrupted thy wisdom by reason of thy brightness. And so Lucifer, rather than recognizing that his beauty and the high honors that God had given him were gifts from God that he was to use in the service of God and in the service of other heavenly beings, Rather than seeing these things as gifts from God, he came to think that somehow that he was worthy of praise himself for those things. And so he became proud in his heart and he began to cherish desires that were opposite in nature to the character of God. And so this is found in Isaiah chapter 14 and verses 12 to 14, which says, How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground which didst weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. And so it was this being that originally was created perfect, that uh, had loved God, that had loved his fellow angels. He became proud. He wanted to take the place of God. And so then Revelation, the last book in the Bible, Revelation chapter 12 And verse 7 tells us what the outcome of this was. There was war in heaven. Michael, which is another name for Jesus, for Christ, whom we've been speaking about in previous programs, Michael and his angels fought against the dragon and the dragon fought and his angels. Verse 9 tells us that the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan. So, So that was the very sad history of how... Evil entered our universe, came in through sin. But let's continue on with our song because that really brings us to the next part of our song, which says, I love to tell the story. And we're speaking about, of course, the story of God's love. I love to tell the story because I know it is true. It satisfies my longing as nothing else can do. And you might think, well, you know, what on earth, Kylie, you're talking about? You've broken up the song and what, what on earth does this mean? So, but I really want to emphasize this part about I love to tell the story because I know tis true. And today we hear so many things about the Bible and about the Word of God and so many people questioning, can we trust the Bible? Can we really believe the Bible? Why do we even have the Bible? We know it's not true. You know, I've heard people say these things and it's just so sad. Let's have a look at what the Bible has to say about this. Psalm 119 and verse 160 says, Thy word, speaking about the Bible particularly, thy word is true from the beginning. The Bible is true. We can trust the Bible. It's completely trustworthy. And God is also completely trustworthy. And so we might say, well, where do these ideas come from? Well, sadly, these ideas about God's word not being trustworthy, the Bible not being trustworthy, God's word not being true, sadly, they come from Lucifer, this 
angel that was once so beautiful, once so honored. And sadly, in the Bible, he's spoken of as the father of lies and the source of lies. So let's read about this. It is a really tragic story, but we can read about this directly in John chapter 8 and verse 44. And this is Jesus himself speaking when he was here on earth and speaking about the devil, which says at the beginning of the verse in John 8 verse 44, the end of the verse says, when he speaks a lie, when he, that is the devil, speaks a lie, he speaks of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. So maybe you've heard doubts about the Bible. Maybe you've sort of heard this idea that the Bible is not true. But those ideas are really coming from this being who is just saying these lies and portraying this false picture of God because he does not want you to know the truth about God and the truth that through God you can enjoy happiness, you can enjoy peace, not just on this earth for a brief lifetime of, you know, 70 or 80 or even if you live to 100 years. Um, There was a lady living not far from me recently who lived to be over 100 years. And that's tremendous. And it's wonderful. You know, God offers to give us health and many other blessings in this life. And, you know, it's wonderful that we can enjoy these things. But, you know, still 100 years is not very long, even if you live a little over 100 years. And even if you have really good health, you know, we all have pains and struggles in this world. But the Bible offers us uh, an eternity of bliss after this world is over if we will accept this amazing gift of God, the gift of salvation, the gift that Christ came to bring us. So let's continue on with the rest of our song. Now that we've sort of explored a little of the background, this is just a very, very brief overview of the background to um, why Christ came to earth and how he came to earth to expose these lies of Satan. That's really why he came to earth and to set us free from sin. So let's keep going with the second verse of this hymn, which says, I love to tell the story more wonderful it seems than all the golden fancies of all our golden dreams. So as I've just been saying, you know, in this life, we've all got our dreams. We've all got our ambitions, our hopes of things that we hope to achieve. And these are, you know, It's not wrong to have ambitions. God wants us to achieve our best. And and that's always been his plan for us. But as I've been saying, if it's only in this brief lifetime that we're able to achieve things, how can that compare with an eternity of bliss in a perfect world made new, like what the, the world that's portrayed in Revelation chapter 21 and 22, where John, the apostle John said, I saw new heavens and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and there was no more sea. And that's going to be a beautiful, a perfect world. John also said that there was no more sorrow. There was no more pain in that world. This is what God is offering to us. And it's all come through the amazing gift of Jesus. So to me, this just seems more wonderful than anything we could ever hope for in this brief lifetime. And so that brings us to the next part of this second verse, which says, I love to tell the story. It did so much for me. And that is just the reason I tell it now to thee. You know, 
we've been speaking about how the Bible is true and we can trust the Bible. And I've spoken in previous programs about how there is actually evidence that God gives us that his word is true. As I've said, uh, one of the most amazing evidences to me that God's word is true is Bible prophecy, how the prophets predicted through the um, power of the Holy Spirit, they made predictions hundreds and even thousands of years before things happened. And when we see the fulfillment of those things, we can see that, yes, God is still um, the ruler of this world, despite um, the sin and suffering that we see in this world. And so Bible prophecy is tremendous evidence that God's word is true. And so even though God says that his word is true, you know, he makes that claim and we might just say, well, you know, that's the claim that God makes about himself. But, you know, well, how can I just really trust that? But God does not make that claim without giving us evidence. And so Bible prophecy is a tremendous evidence. There's also today much archaeological evidence uh, that God's word is true. And, you know, perhaps you're wondering about these things. You might have questions about these things. If you do, I would encourage you to write in to us um, and we can um, help you to... um, Discover evidence that can strengthen your faith in God's word. Because, and perhaps the most, um, the greatest evidence that God's word is true, uh, like I sa- like I've been saying, I love Bible prophecy. I love archaeological evidence. To me, that's just really amazing. But perhaps the most amazing evidence that God's word is true is once we experience His power in our lives. And so, for me, certainly, uh, my personal experience and how I can see that God has changed my life in times when I've been feeling hopeless and discouraged, when I pray and I can see God's answer to my prayer. You know, that's the most amazing evidence, the evidence of a changed life, the evidence of God's power in our lives. And Psalm 34 and verse 8, let's have a look at this beautiful verse in Psalms where God invites us to Test for ourselves and find out that his word is true. Psalm 34 verse 8 says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man or woman uh, who trusteth in him. So God invites us not just to believe on prophetic evidence or even archaeological evidence, but to taste and see for ourselves that God's word is true. And, you know, once you've tasted of God's word and of his love, it is something that you cannot help but share with others. And that's the next verse of this song. I love to tell the story. Tis pleasant to repeat what seems each time I tell it more wonderfully sweet. That's certainly been the case for me. And then the verse continues, I love to tell the story, for some have never heard the message of salvation from God's own holy word. And uh, I love the um, verses in Revelation chapter 14, which uh, Revelation 14, 6 to 12. I love these verses. I've spoken about them before because this describes the message that God has for the world today. It's the message that needs to be heard all over the 
the world just before Jesus comes again. So Revelation 14 verse 6 says, I saw another angel fly in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach unto them that dwell on the earth to every nation and kindred and tongue and people. And this is a message that people all over the world need to hear. It's something that once you have tasted of it, you just long to share it with others. So that brings us to our final verse. I love to tell the story for those who know it best seem hungering and thirsting to hear it like the rest. And when in scenes of glory, I sing the new, new song, t'will be the old, old story that I have loved so long. You know, in Revelation, so I was just reading in Revelation chapter 14, and uh, I was reading verse 6, but in verse 3, uh, well, in verses 1 to 5, is a beautiful scene of heaven, really, and people that have been saved through the love of Christ. And in verse three, it talks about how there was a special group of people that sung, it says there, as it were a new song before the throne and before the four beasts and the elders. And no man could learn that song, but this special group of people. And yet also in other places in the Bible, in Revelation, in particular, we read about how Everybody will join in an amazing song of praise to God when this whole controversy with evil has come to its conclusion. But coming back to our hymn for today, when in scenes of glory I sing the new, new song. So that's what this hymn that we're talking about today is talking about, the new, new song. That's Revelation chapter 14 and verse 3 is referring to that new song. And, you know, in this world, we suffer so much pain and sorrow and we might think, oh, you know, sometimes we might just feel so discouraged that we might think, oh, you know, why was I even born or couldn't I have been born an angel and never have experienced this life? And yet we see from that verse that our experience here on earth is as, as painful as it is. It's actually a tremendous privilege for us to be living on earth and we can before heavenly beings give a demonstration of the love of Christ that is deeper than even they can fully understand. So. Yeah, it's really just a tremendous privilege. So before we listen to this hymn for today, I love to tell the story. I would just make a couple of brief comments about the, you know, musical presentation of this hymn if we were singing it. Uh, so as I was thinking about this, I think out of the songs that I've discussed so far, I found this one the most challenging to think about, differentiating between the different verses. There's a lot of nuance because there's quite a lot of similarity between the verses, but there are ways that you can distinguish between the verses. But what I would just like to particularly focus on is in this song is is not actually so much the differentiation between the verses, but I think the underlying thought of this song, uh, which is how this comes so much from personal experience, you, you just really cannot sing, I love to tell the story of unseen things above if you do not have a personal experience with Christ. And so that, I think, that that expression of sincerity, I think, is what really needs to underlie this song and the realisation of just how much Christ gave up for us, you know, and 
that understanding is something that's constantly deepening. And just even as I've been thinking about this song, as I've been preparing for this program, my thoughts about this have deepened. And yeah, so so that's a tremendous thing. So that is is what I would encourage you to think about the most with this song is um, how can I deepen my personal experience with Christ? That's that's the challenge that's really come home to me with, with um, thinking about this song. So let's listen now to to Archipelago Dridge sing this song I love to tell the story I love to tell the story of unseen things above of Jesus and his glory of Jesus and his love I love to tell the story Satisfies my longings as nothing else can do. I love to tell the story, twill be my theme in glory to tell the old, old story of Jesus and his love. I love to tell the story, tis pleasant to repeat What seems each time I tell it, more wonderfully sweet I love to tell the story, for some have never of salvation from God's own holy word I love to tell the story will be my theme in glory to tell the old old story of Jesus and his love I love to tell the story Seem hungering and thirsting to hear in like the rest. And when in scenes of glory I sing the new, new song, will be the old, old story that I have loved so long. I love to tell story will be my theme in glory to tell the old old story of Jesus and his love I'd like to conclude with a quote from the voice in speech and song the, vo- the book that I mentioned in our first episode Uh, quote about Jesus, and it says here, wherever he was, in the synagogue, by the wayside, in the boat thrust out a little from the land, at the Pharisees' feast or the table of the publican, he, that is Jesus, spoke to men of the things pertaining to the higher life. That's from the voice in speech and song, page 75. And so everywhere he went, Jesus was seeking to lead people's thoughts to 
um, away from earthly things and to their amazing heavenly home that he longed for them to be a part of. So let's just say a brief prayer that we can also lead people's thoughts to higher things above. So dear Lord, we've been just so encouraged by this amazing song that we've been thinking about today. I love to tell the story. And it is truly an amazing story when we think about Christ, his love, and what he gave up for us to um, to demonstrate his love. So please help us, dear Lord, in our experience to ourselves be able to experience this love and to um, help others also to see the amazing love of Christ. Help us to be able to do that through music, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for joining me today on Heavenly Harmonies. Remember, you can email us at radio at 3abnaustralia.org.au. Join me again next time to discuss another hymn. But until then, goodbye and God bless. <laughs>